Before we begin, quick disclaimer, gotta explain to you guys what we're doing for this episode in case you haven't caught on yet. It's the very first time we're doing a sub-pod on this very feed. We're calling it Pilot Program. Um, we're going to look back and we're going to revisit Season 1, Episode 1 of some of our favorite TV shows. You guys send in a lot of great suggestions over social media. We really do appreciate it and... The choices that we had from your suggestions, really, we could not go wrong. That's the reason why we didn't pick any of them. <laughs> I'm sorry for that right off the bat. We went with a personal favorite that's near and dear to the heart of myself and our two very, very special guests. I hope you guys understand. I promise you, the next time we do this, it will be with one of the shows that so many of you guys suggested. Before I begin... Want to thank the amigo Toby from HR for always making the Call to Arms podcast possible. Original art by Alan Martin, Double T himself. And of course, original theme music is a track called Tropical Vikings. That's courtesy of King Wow himself, Mr. Brett Jackson, and the rest of Careless Music Manila. It's unbelievable to me how some of the most valued things in one person's life is unquantifiable. Sure, there's money. There's social media followers, there's true shooting percentage, and whatever PER really actually is. All these things, depending on who you ask, are, I guess, valuable, and countable, and measurable, determinable. But then, there's faith, there's love, there's friendship. These things are impossible to physically quantify, which is maybe why, as a species, we've resorted to writing songs or movies and... Yes, even TV shows about them. I was once a DJ on a radio program called Good Times on Magic 89.9. I was on the same show as Sam O and Mo Twister. Two people I consistently disappointed with my very measurable tardiness, but I took great immeasurable pride in working with every single morning. For years, the three of us jokingly, half-jokingly, called ourselves the best show ever. Sure, maybe our ratings or our ad sales figures get you close to figuring out whether we were the best or not, but unless you were there with us in the booth every day at 6am, or in my case 6.15, or tuned in to us faithfully on your way to work or school, it'd be hard for you to understand what made us, if not the best, at least really, really good. So allow me to try. I chalk it up to things I cannot count but most definitely felt and will always feel. Again, faith, love, friendship. I lived in the same building as the station, which makes my tardiness more inexcusable. Sam didn't, but like all the other DJs, magic felt like home to her nonetheless. Every day, the two of us would be in our pajamas, showing up and quote-unquote working. Mo was, you know, famously, halfway across the globe. So we talk to him on a computer daily. These days, everybody stays at home and everybody sees their friends through screens. This setup is new to so many, but not to the three of us. When we recorded this podcast, it made me feel like how I imagine Steve Kerr or Luke Longley must have felt after the 1998 Bulls season. You know, hey, had this team stayed together, we would have just kept on winning. Maybe. Maybe not. What I do know is, jumping in front of mics and talking to each other again after years of not doing it felt, well, like it always did. Like we've been doing it for years. Like we never stopped. It's proof of what I'm sure many of you have realized during this season in our lives, that if your intangibles, your uncountables, your unquantifiables with certain people are so strong, then distance from each other, or distance from the last time you spoke, don't really matter. It's not about what you count. It's about what you can count on. In behalf of the two people who always had faith in me, the two people I genuinely love, in behalf of my best friends, Sam and Mo, at least for one podcast episode, the best show ever is back. My name is Nico Ramos. Welcome to the Call to Arms podcast. Something going on around the islands. Money flowing wherever I've been promised. Just another vacuum in the tropics. Taking over, trying to stop this novice. Make it killing. I'm finna conquer. I'm a dreamer. The floor is lava. 
Folks, welcome to the Call to Arms podcast. This is the first time we're ever doing the sub pod uh, called the pilot program where we go back and revisit the pilot episode, season one, episode one of a great show, a good show, a not so good show. But this one is a favorite show of ours. It's our second time back all together since we were doing the morning show. It's the first time that it's just the three of us. I'm very happy. My former radio partners, my best friends, Sam O and Mo Twister are on the Hello. podcast. Yeah, well, I got a lot to say real quick here. First of all, <laughs> may I feel, may I please say I'm offended that on a basketball podcast, you finally invite me to the freaking one we're not going to talk about basketball and this podcast i've been pushing you forever to do and i don't get an invite on the basketball side number one number you two, will okay. eventually i'm sure i miss you guys yeah. i love you guys you guys are the best <laughs> number three i can't believe you called homeland a not so good show this is like one of the this is number two all time for me all time oh wow yeah this so that's really, really offensive that you called it a not so good. Well, at, at, diff- at different amazing. points of its run, it was it it swung from never, excellent to <laughs> never. It never had a it never had a good Game of Thrones moment where you know the last season people were kind of disappointed. Homeland was good consistently every single season, every single episode, every single minute of it was good. <laughs> Now, now you know why you got the invite to this episode. Um, let, let me get through. Let me get through some of the technicalities, and we can jump right in. Um, as you know by now, we are doing Homeland, which pilot episode aired October second, two thousand and eleven. Oh, wow! Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. What? Yeah, I know. What, is, what did I weigh back then? <laughs> Here's here's the plot. According to Wikipedia, CIA operative Carrie Matheson is on the lookout for an American prisoner who may have joined forces with Al-Qaeda. Released from hostage after eight years, Marine Nicholas Brody becomes her suspect. Stars Claire Danes as Claire Matheson, Damien Lewis as Nicholas Brody, Mandy Patinkin as Saul Berenson, Morena Bakarin as, am I saying her name right, as Jessica Brody. Originally aired on Showtime in the U.S. You can catch it on Netflix here in the Philippines. We used to illegally download it here. I've never felt more like a dealer in my life than every week when I would give an episode to Sam and she would just be so happy. That's right. Ran ran for eight seasons, 96 episodes, um, and won a whole bunch of awards. I think uh, two acting awards for Claire Danes in the Golden Globes out of five nominations and one out of two for Damien Lewis. All right. Okay. Oh, man. Two th- 2011. Like career. So good. <laughs> Do you I guys remember getting started on Homeland? Mo, it seems like you were on from the jump. Season one, yeah, episode I one. Yeah, I was. I was on the week the of? Right, yeah. And 2001 was a big year for me and television just because, I mean, I was in the middle of uh, a lot of things going on. I had, uh, you know, humility aside. Sorry. Yeah, I had three, four TV shows. I had the podcast that that gave birth also that year. I had the radio show. So, I mean, life was really, really busy. And to have time for television or to follow a show really just wasn't there. Um, but Game of Thrones came out in 2011. And you're going to hear me talk a lot about these two shows because they're my number one and two all time. They came out in the same year. They both ran for eight seasons. And when when uh, Thrones came out and I was hooked on television again, I was like, okay, wow, this is good. I want another television show. Thrones came out earlier and then Homeland came around. And I love the espionage thing. I always have big on politics, government, love that kind of theme. That's why I think I was so loyal to the show for the eight years. And so I remember it vividly. I remember the show. I remember what it means to me. It ended recently, incredibly sad and just as sad as when Game of Thrones ended. Sam, were you um, on this from... I know that you introduced me to Homeland. You told me to go I watch did? Homeland. Yeah, we, we weren't doing the show with Mo yet. Season one, episode one, we weren't doing the show with Mo yet. We were doing the show together uh, at Play FM. And this was one of those things where you were like, Nick, you got to watch the show. You got to watch the show. And then it became, you got to start downloading the show for me and give it to me <laughs> every week. I can't even remember who got me into this show. So I don't remember that conversation telling you to get on the show. Well, that's oh how it started. That, wow. That's 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 how it started. That's how it started. Sam doesn't Brock. know what she did last week anymore. Like, <laughs> she's, she's real with short-term uh, memory. 
<laughs> but it's okay. We'll I, fill in the blanks for you. In I have the worst memory. I really do. Oh my gosh. I don't know how you guys remember all the details from like what year, which episode, who did what. Like that's nuts to me. But yeah. We're normal. <laughs> Consider me oral wallpaper today. Just yeah, continue, okay. please. The, yeah. the, reason, the reason why of all the shows that we've kind of watched together uh, over our friendship and the reason why we picked this one was, was because for a time, this was the show that we were talking about and we were so upset right. because we couldn't use it on the radio too much because we didn't know a lot of people who were as crazy about Homeland as we were in the Philippines. Exactly. You're right. And then I remember it was at season five of Homeland when we finally brought in Majid Javadi or season six <laughs> to our radio yeah. show. Majid Javadi, who, <laughs> you know, season six, I believe, his name is Sean Tube in real life. He came on and oh we my were gosh, that's out right. on, on air. We could not stand it. It was such a big deal to us <gasps> to have him on. Um, and yet, again, I mean, he's not Carrie. He wasn't Quinn. He clearly wasn't Saul. I mean, he, he was a, I think he was a pretty big character on the show, but we treated it like we had Claire Dance on the program. That's how <laughs> we nerded out on this so much. Uh, oh my gosh, that's right. We interviewed him. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> it was like one of our biggest interviews ever. Oh it, was like, it was like UAAP Finals Game 3. We're yeah, going to have this. Massive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam, to walk you back, here are just super top line. Here are the big events that happened on the pilot episode of Homeland, and then we can get to the test. So we'll put every episode that we do on the pilot program through a bunch of tests. But first, here's what happened, just to jog back Sam's memory. Uh, the show starts in Iraq, where uh, Carrie Matheson is trying to get information about terrorist Abu Nazir from one of her contacts who is about to get executed um, spoiler alert, he does get executed. Um, Carrie Matheson gets in trouble, gets shipped back to Washington. At a meeting that she's late for and leaves early, she finds out that American <laughs> Marine Nicholas Brody has been rescued. Brody comes home, uh, is reunited with his family. There's a lot of awkwardness there. But all throughout, Carrie Matheson is um, suspicious, plants bugs in his home. She gets in trouble for it right before she gets arrested. She finds something in the videos. It seems like Brody might be doing some Morse code tapping on his hands oh, to possibly signal to his handlers um, or to the terrorist cell. And the episode ends with Nicholas Brody jogging, ending at, well, I'm bad with the Americana stuff. Is that the Capitol building? Probably, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, you, that he looks is, at. This is the, the end of uh, episode one, right. Episode yeah. one, it, season it would one. It likely be the capital, right. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's how we are introduced to the world of Homeland. <sighs> so good. <laughs> Sam, Sam, Sam is like, okay, I think I remember. And Mo is like, I'm, 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 I'm and Mo is like, I'm, I'm reliving like his, his first girlfriend. It's like I'm telling stories yeah. of Mo's first girlfriend. I, I feel like it's, it's, I feel like I'm, I'm looking at lost baby photos that I haven't seen. Like, oh my god, look at my life. Uh, I remember the tapping and the scene. I remember the, the look of the tree, the tree that he was standing next to when he was doing that. I mean, everything. Oh, it's so good. Okay. I remember this as you're telling me because I watched that episode in preparation for your show. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Good. Just wanted to make sure that everybody who didn't watch who's listening right now gets uh, a refresher. Okay. Um, we're going to run it through some tests. Uh, we have a bunch of tests here. Um, yeah. It's because it's the pilot program. We thought we were clever. Um, bonus points before we get to the tests. Uh, this is my big thing. Does the show have opening credits or not? The pilot doesn't have one, but moving oh, forward, good. the opening credits of Homeland, one of the worst ever. Or the one with That's the kid low. sleeping. The one with the girl sleeping, right? Yeah. And there's no music. There's random, yeah. like yeah. old speeches of old presidents. I don't get it. And it's too long. It, it ran. This is the one where you fast forward X32 and it still <laughs> takes 40 seconds. It's the longest OBD with the worst song and yeah, no, it's, 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 you, you hope that at some time they would edit it out into a shorter version. Took forever. Wait, this is, you're right. Mohan, you're the, you're the connoisseur of the show. So did you figure out what the purpose of that OBB was? Like, what were they trying to tell us with that? I, uh, it, it will, it is almost like, a, it, it almost, it's kind of like a recap 
Um, the only OBB of this entire, and I know we're talking about the pilot, sorry, but the only time that it actually was good was the last episode, the series finale, which aired a couple of weeks ago, because we went back and we saw Brody from season one, from episode one. We saw him again. And I was like, oh, okay, it meant something. But all, how many episodes did you say there was? 86 or 96? 96. 96. Yeah, it was a waste of time. Uh, and I fast forward each and every one. But but to be to be fair, Game of Thrones. While a lot of you guys nerd out on that, I had to fast forward that for eight years as well. I mean, I, I could not <laughs> hear the song a hundred yeah. times. Like, I heard it the first time; it was kind of cool. And then every season, the map would kind of grow, right? Like places that we didn't hear about in past seasons. Oh, it's now on that map. Yeah, okay. Fast forward. <laughs> And then we would play it on the show, on the radio show, too. Right, so you were so sick of it, yeah. Yeah, oh, couldn't stand it. Here's the first test for Homeland. It's called the Seinfeld test. Seinfeld famously known as the show about nothing, which is a great way to describe the show because I don't really know what it was. Does the pilot um, or does the show have a good elevator pitch? Meaning, can you sell it to a friend in a sentence or less? I mean, Seinfeld, I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. I think, in fact, and it's... It was. It's not something that we've seen before. That oh, okay, uh, hero, especially in a time in in 2011 where, well, while the Middle East has always been a problem, right, in real life, and and no offense if you're from there. When I say problem, I mean it's 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 had its problems with America, and it and in the 2000s it was kind of a big deal, and it has been since 9/11, right? So when you when you say oh, okay, you know, you have a a, a soldier that's been captivity for eight years all of a sudden is turning and he becomes muslim and he's going because i've never heard of a storyline like that before so when it's easier to sell it because it's simple it's Sam, like, oh yeah hero now no longer hero right i mean just based on the pilot episode right if i were to tell a friend it's about this american cia officer who suspects an American war hero to be a turned spy for the enemy. I'm in. She needs to prove it. I'm in. Oh, yeah. that's that. That's I think that's what you she, told me. But then she ends up sleeping with him, and then he gets so cold. <laughs> that's the part. Kid. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I think I think the way Sam sold it to me was exactly how she what exactly how she said it, and then said, and then the bida Brody so guapo, <laughs> and I was like, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. Let me see what Nicholas Brody looks like. Um, yeah. Test number two, the How I Met Your Mother test. Is this an original or is it a version of something else? Meaning, have we seen this TV show or these characters before somewhere else? Oh, I think Mojo said it earlier. Like, he's never seen a storyline like this. I I haven't. I, you know. But are you talking about the actors itself or the storyline? No, the storyline, the show. This, yeah, the storyline, no. And I, I know, I think it's based off of, of a book. And no, I yeah, to me, it was completely original. And again, you can... You can lure people in with an easy two sentence pitch. You're like, oh my God, yeah, that's, that's, I'm in. That sounds original. Here's a test, especially for you, Mo, because you're the only one who watched all 96 episodes. I'm, the yes. I'm like three episodes into season seven. That's when I quit. Sam, I think we yeah. lost Sam around season five, maybe before that. Um, I don't even remember. It's, it's the Fast and Furious six, test. Six, because Majid was there in six. Majid. Yeah, we probably lost after there. Yeah, go ahead. The Fast and the Furious test. Did it end as the same show as when it started? Because Fast and the Furious, it started out as a drag racing movie, and now it's about saving the world. Ooh, interesting. Well, okay, so yeah. it's, always been, it's always been espionage, which is great, right? And it's always been Carrie having clear mental health issues season after season after season. Um, it has changed as many shows do, as say Game of Thrones has, wherein um, a character really steps up. And it, it starts off being about Brody, then it becomes about Carrie, and then Saul gets a lot of real, uh, you know, camera time and becomes a really, really major, major character through those seasons. And then if the question is, does it end um, different? It ends exactly the same as it started. But Ooh. the entire eight-year process, I mean, it was so different each and every season. And I think that's why I liked this show so much is because, you know, you go with Money Heist, for example, which is the big thing right now. Or if we look back at, say, even Prison Break, which was a failure, we look at shows that struggle to keep it going 
season after season, maybe even to Walking Dead might even be an example here. But Homeland felt really original every single season. But to answer your question, the very last episode was really a nice throwback to the start of the entire series. But I guess did I you, spoil, and I can spoil it for you if you want. But did you love it as much as you did in the beginning? I did. I did. To the in very fact, end? In fact, I'll be honest. Season one to me was not even one of the strongest seasons. I know a lot of people love it and think wow. it's the best. I thought if you get into the, the, the middle ages of it, you know, seven, six, five, those are some of the best years of the series. The Quinn, the Quinn seasons for me are, are, are super amazing. top notch. Yeah. yeah. He Rupert was hot. so good. He was hot. <laughs> Right. And in fact, I tried watching about 10 minutes of the pilot episode that we're talking about right now earlier. I didn't get through it, but I just saw it. And I felt like the acting was bad. I saw how Saul looked so thin and young, and I only know him as this, young? Uh, yeah, this, <laughs> this young, right, which is weird, like right? <laughs> which is weird, right? Because when you see season one, episode one, you look at Saul and you're like, oh, my God, Inigo Montoya looks like 150 years old. Yeah. And then when you watch season eight and the last episode and then you watch season one again, you're like, Oh my God! Saul is, babies. A, Saul is a budding stud. Look at this, look at this Olympian. Right. It's, it's Sam had a crush on, on on Brody for like the first season, and then and then you had a very serious Saul Berenson phase where you were I like, did? yes, you were like, oh, Saul's kind of cute. You like, you, you said you said you wanted to take care of him. I did not. Okay, now you're making that up. Oh, you're I just swear. making stuff up for your podcast. Stop. Yeah. You said Stop. you wanted a mail order yeah. bride it, you know, where foreigner <laughs> Namatanda goes to the Philippines and gets this young Asian girl like you. I did not say that. Whatever. Yeah. I think I think we know the answer. We can skip past the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar test for Mo, which is the show ran for eight seasons, 96 episodes, too much, not enough, or just right. It seems like you're in the just right category. You're on the oh, just right side of yeah. things. You're gonna say not enough. But I, 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 could, I could have, I could have done easy three more seasons. Easy. Oh wow! Three. Yeah. Oh three my. more seasons of easy. Carrie Matheson. Easy. Oh my easy. god! No, if I, hey, easy. <laughs> hey, does she does she become a bit more sane at the end? She of the does. Show? She does less crying, less crazy face crying. You know. The, oh my god! The, 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 yeah, the, cry. the cry face you know the Richard Gutierrez lower lip shaking <laughs> um, that goes uh, away she she gets a bit more I mean she's clearly emotional and that always has to be there but there's not a reliance on medication too much in the in the season seven and eight all right I have I have some trivia about since Sam brought it up um this may or may not be true, but it's on the internet, so I guess it's true. Some viewers believed that Claire Dane's portrayal of a bipolar sufferer was too realistic for it to be acting. And they actually wrote to the broadcasters and the showrunners suggesting that they give her a break, like they give her time off or a vacation because it seemed like it wasn't acting and it was real. Um, here's Who some... are these people? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> people like this, right? Producers? Yeah. They got a lot of time. Hey, can you give Claire Dane's a break? <laughs> It doesn't look like she was acting. Doesn't look like she was acting. It looked like she was really suffering in in episode four. There. That's why she won awards, man. That's why she won awards. She won acting awards for this. This, this is crazy. Carrie, who was supposed to be named Claire, by the way. So in the original no script, way. she was supposed to be named Claire. They cast Claire Danes. They saw that would be weird. They gave her Carrie as a name. She wasn't originally written to have bipolar disorder. In the first draft of the script, and then oh, when Claire Danes, when, oh, sorry. when Claire Danes was cast, they were like, "You know what? Maybe this character should be bipolar." <laughs> what? What does that mean? What I don't know. The Messiah chat. That's I don't know. I don't know. She looks like the type who would have a I, mental disorder or something. I wouldn't go on record to say that, but it seems like that's what they're implying. Here's what? a question that I have. Here's a question that I have. And, and I don't know if this is one of yours. So I'm going to apologize if I steal a little bit of your thunder. But do you think maybe Homeland wasn't so popular in the Philippines because we have had bad blood with Claire Danes? Obviously, we personally oh, her, right. uh, you know, decades ago for her comments regarding, I think she was shooting a movie. God, what was the movie? Um, it was like a movie where Rangoon? she was stuck. No, 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 not beyond Rangoon. Um, no, she was stuck like in some country yeah, yeah, yeah. And with drugs, right? Yeah, she was in a mental like hospital or some shit in the Philippines, right? And she saw she said that people look like they're like they have no legs and like monkeys and shit. Um, I forgot what movie this was. 
Um, but you know, I'm wondering if if we did not give as a country, Homeland, we didn't give it a shot because we hated yeah, Claire Dane because we yeah she rubbed us the wrong way already because of the persona non grata. Um, back in 1998 is when this happened, and it was President I think Joseph Estrada. <laughs> what was the movie again? Oh man, I don't know. I, I'll, I'll try to remember what it is. Uh, 98, did you say? Yeah, it, it's it's not beyond rank. Broken Down Palace. Broken Down Palace was the name of it. And uh, Edup and went down hard on her on this. So I don't know if there's a little bit of residual anger for us because I'm gonna we're say so no. sensitive. But I'm going to say no. Yeah, Pete, no? Pete, okay. no, if this happened during Pidutz's time, he would he would put us in jail for watching this. Like, ah, yeah. good times. Or, 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 or your homeland. Claire Danes, who majored in psychology at Yale, told Entertainment Weekly that while the show didn't specify at first what Carrie's actual condition was, Claire Danes went ahead and assumed that it was bipolar one. That's all the research I have about the mental health. How many are there? Um, no, but she looked like she got 10. <laughs> 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 um, the intangibles test what small elements stand out in the pilot episode whether it was a, a soundtrack a, a scene costume um, was, was there something I, I know you're going to say Miranda Bakarin uh, I know you're going to say that scene with, with, with Brody's oh, wife Mo yeah. she had very weird hair that was a wig she was right? wearing a wig Okay, it looked like a wig. She was wearing a wig yeah, like at the a start. Bad wig. Yeah, right. I, I, rem- I, I remember you saying that also. You know, <laughs> back back when we were watching it, uh, I think I think we were crushing on on Brody's wife and and Sam. You couldn't believe it because you were like, "Oh, have you seen her hair?" <laughs> but let let me say this, and this is something that Sam, you might not remember, but you and I and 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 and, and uh, Nico here would be so upset at Dana Brody. Oh my gosh! Okay, go week to week, right? And 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 listen, a lot of the great shows have the irritating teenage teenager daughter, most of the time daughter, right? And uh, you can name Sansa Stark in this. Remember, we all dislike Sansa Stark. She was so into Joffrey Bar- Baratheon, and we just hated her. Now she ended up be- she ended up go- you know growing up to be like Beyonce to us, but. You know, the, the teenage daughter that we hate, Charlotte Bird, for example, maybe if you watch Ozark right now, is another example of the teenage problem. But boy, if there's something I could pick out from Pilot all the way until she was finally discarded from the show is how much we hated Dana Brody. Uh, true. Yeah, That's I, so true. I, I had a whole part about Dana Brody on this episode, but I'm glad that you've named her as as the intangible. Um, there's... There's there's a the first time we were introduced to Dana Brody. She's in her room. Her mother comes home early and she's smoking a bong with a guy named Xander. With her friend, Xander. Yeah. And then Jeez, we hated her. We hated her week to week, man. And then, she, and then she she was smoking a bomb, a bong. Her mom gets upset and, and she says, Why are you making a big deal out of this, mom? Oh, I hate her. Just it's just drugs. Yeah. And, <laughs> And Jessica, and Jessica Brody is like, oh, I don't know, maybe it's the drugs. Oh my gosh! But you guys, as we're talking about this, it's occurring to me that maybe there had to be a bratty daughter for us to have some compassion towards her for screwing Brody's friend. Mm, no, no. Okay. I, I, it I, it almost right. feels to me like it's part of a formula, and we could have really done without her. I, 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 think I, I know she plays a big role in eventually, spoiler alert, guys, talking uh, Brody out of blowing up the vice president, I believe. Um, and she plays a pretty big role because Carrie eventually comes into the house, tells Dana to talk him out of it and all of that stuff. But we really, really could have done without her. And she was the most irritating part of our <laughs> lives. She of our lives. Oh, I hated her. She was. She, she ruined our lives. When I watched the pilot again... I, I thought to myself, man, I feel bad for hating what's, you know, possibly a 14-year-old as much as I did. Right. And and then she says that first line. I was like, oh, maybe that's why I hate her. And then on the car ride back to the house where, you know, the neighbors are welcoming her, Dana Brody says, look, 
we're famous. And I go, I hate you, Dana Brody. <laughs> yeah. In fact, in fact, we used to say so often how Dana Brody looked so much like Angelica Panginiban. And then I started to hate Angelica <laughs> Panginiban in real life. <laughs> when she did nothing wrong. When she, she did, did nothing, nothing wrong. Perfectly fine <laughs> human being. You're almost like those people who complain to, complain to the producers about Claire Danes' acting bipolar. Yes. Like, oh, stop I, it. Oh, I, if I knew the producers, I would have complained about Dana Brody. Um, last bit of trivia about Dana Brody. So the amigo Toby um, sent this in. Uh, apparently, if you guys remember somewhere in the later episodes, I think the second season, if you remember Finn Walden, the vice president's son, who Dana Brody has a big crush on and they get caught in like that light tower. I think they were oh. hanging out, making out, stuff like that. That guy turned out to be Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet, yeah. Oh, oh my goodness, gosh, right. really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. He's so um, dreamy. <laughs> not then. Um, the slow burn test, is the pilot enough as a recommendation? This is where Breaking Bad fails because anytime you recommend Breaking oh Bad gosh. to anyone, you have to tell them, just just stick through the first three episodes. Right. It's kind of yeah. slow, but it's a slow burn. Um, I think Homeland, we were hooked right away. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And, and to me, it was the coded message scene that you yeah. talked yes. talk about a little bit earlier. I think that was the big winner. Because I mean, yeah, you can you can sit through it and you're like, okay, is this going to be a good show? It's going to be true. And at the end, when he starts doing the thing with the fingers, and like, oh yeah, he's, <laughs> telling, he's telling Abu Nazir something. I'm here next. Week. And you also see the part where he where he beats up Walker, who was his partner and fellow right. prisoner, and then he's crying and then gets hugged by Abu Nazir. And then the next scene is he does the finger things, and I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. in. I'm in. Um, weak link test. Uh, I think Dana Brody answers this. W- which sure. actor? Which actor in the pilot do you think went against weak competition in the audition stages? <laughs> no one else better. <laughs> oh, no, 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 time out, time out, time out. No, because okay, so I'm going to disagree again, uh, and I'm going to use the, the hateable people in other shows for you to really. Um, drive this for me to really drive this point joffrey baratheon for example was the most hated man on television more than dana brody okay that year in 2000 yeah he is by far the most hated person and when you look at it and you think about it as a casting in a casting hat or casting mindset maybe they were perfect they were perfect because that's what they were supposed to be really hated human beings like Mm -hmm. we dislike dana brody in person we disliked uh, uh, Joffrey Baratheon in person. I didn't care that in the interviews when they inter- when they asked cast members of Game of Thrones, "Hey, is Joffrey Baratheon really a dick in real life?" No, he's like the greatest guy. I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't <They> care. Were- <laughs> You're lying to me. <sighs> they were so good at being so irritating. Evil, yeah. Yeah, that I don't know if they were a bad cast. Maybe they were perfect. Okay, they were perfect because they did what they were supposed to do. I'll, I'll give you that. Here's who I had um, as the actor in the pilot who went against weak competition in the audition stages. And you can't talk me out of this. It's yeah. Mike. It's 100% Mike. Mike, uh, the, Mike's the, the best friend. friend. Yeah, yeah. Best Mike's, friend. Right, right. Mike, Mike's the best friend who is now having an affair with Brody's wife. And I know maybe they're trying to say that Brody's wife has a type, but I mean... And that's exactly what I was about to say. She likes teachers. <laughs> He looks exactly <laughs> the same. Two square-shaped redhead, like army marine guys, and like, what? What was the casting decision here? They're like, huh? We need someone to be Brody's best friend. Oh, let's get this guy who's exactly him, except just pudgier. Let's just get the pudgier, fat version of Nicholas Brody, and then he can be the best friend. Yeah, he's he looks like. We used to do this with our celebrity doppelgangers on the uh, on the radio, right? He looks like Channing Tatum with a eighty five percent discount. <laughs> yeah, Channing Tatum on eleven eleven sale on Lazada. Yeah, right, 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 right. He's Channing, he's Channing Tatum with a three day sale at SM. He was. I hate. Yeah. I, I I watched it and I didn't realize because I was so I had spent years hating Dana Brody. I didn't realize that I should have left some hate in my heart for Mike, the best friend. Yeah. Who, by the way, the first time he sees Brody, which is like outside the facility or whatever, Brody's just said, you know, I'm I'm gonna drive, and then he sees Mike, and then th- they're like, oh. Hey man, what's up? It's as if like they hadn't seen each other for a week. <laughs> it's not like it's been eight years since you've been captive right. by the enemy. 
And, you know, obviously he's having an affair with his wife who's right there. And what does Mike say? Mike's like, oh, it's been eight years, man. Uh, I'm taking you to the Greeks for steaks and beers. And then he does, yeah. he, he does that old awkward male friendship thing where he pretends to punch him in the stomach. And Brody's like, oh, you got me. And I was like, oh, I hate this scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, Make this end. Bad yeah, no, I mean, honestly, if I think back and now I look at his photo, he looked, he does look like Channing Tatum had a baby with Chucky. <laughs> oh, my God. You remember Chucky from Child's Play. Right. All right. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, hate him. Is, is anyone overqualified? Is anyone too good of an actor um, to be on this show? The acting level is pretty uh, high on this show, especially later on. In the end, and I know we're talking about number one here, but in the end, I think I think Mandy was so good, like so so good here, and I, I would say he he was the best part of it, acting wise. If, if that's what you're trying to ask, I mean, he was incredible. Yeah, he was but great. nobody was like overqualified, right? I mean, Me, they I mean, met him at the top. They met him at the top. I th- I think that him and Carrie, the interactions there were were super yeah. high level. Yeah, yeah, no. And, By the and, way, and K- Carrie could have died, and I'd be okay with it. Like if she died throughout in one of the seasons, just don't lose Saul. Was my thing. There, there's there's a sequence where I had I had in my mind that happened in a later episode. I even thought it was a later season, but no, apparently it's season one, episode one, where Carrie's in trouble and for a moment is trying to seduce Saul yes. to get out of trouble. And I saw that and I physically stood up and like started hiding behind my couch. Going, ah, no, stop it. Oh my gosh. Maybe that's why I wanted to take care of him. Huh. You see? It's all coming back to me now. You guys got to finish the show, man. You guys got to finish the series. It's, it's this thing so good. It's all so good. Ugh. All right. Anyway. Okay. There, there's more tests. The budget test. If you want to talk about production of a show, which department yeah. did they overspend or underspend on? They oh, under, wow. they, I don't remember. They underspent on the role of Mike. That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, for sure. TF on some of these actors. Um, oh my gosh, they probably underspent on hair and makeup because everybody just had to look normal. There's no like, makeup. Nobody, there's no makeup on almost any female. Exactly. It's like nobody, nobody had to be done up. Everyone just had to look like themselves, like their normal selves. What Can I-, I just say, Sam, since you brought that up, in episode one, in two occasions, two occasions, we see Carrie getting ready, and it's just immediately exposed that she has the worst hygiene ever. There you go. There just you go. Worst hygiene ever. She just, like, takes, takes off whatever top she's wearing, puts another one on, barely brushes her teeth, and then just, like... Just, like, wipes her thing. Yeah, just puna skinny <laughs> and then, like... <laughs> And then she's like, oh, I'm ready to go to the bar to meet a guy. (laughs) Right. And and you know what? That's her the entire time, too. Yeah. If you you go back to the Jack Bauer days of 24, you're like, you actually do have those moments with her uh, throughout the eight years. Okay. uh, The Katie Holmes test. Did this show launch anyone to stardom? And did the right person from this show launch to stardom? Uh, for context, Damon Lewis eventually left the right. show. He's done billions, is even a bigger TV star yeah, now than yeah, when he was Bobby Axelrod, right? Yeah. in Homeland. Claire Danes has stayed on. Um, anybody? I mean, Chalamet, I guess, yeah, with that, little, that little role. <laughs> like, always the most famous person of anyone there now. And... Uh, the aforementioned Morena Bakarin is the love interest in the Deadpool movies. Is where I I've seen her from. Right I think it's bringing back uh, Mandy uh, from what we all remember as Inigo Montoya to A-list celebrity status again as an older guy playing Saul Berenson. Right? Uh, I think that is maybe relaunched his career. This 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 role. Um, because prior to this, I only remember seeing him as Inigo Montoya, which was, of course, what, in the 80s and in The Princess Bride. So I would say maybe relaunching him into a considerable household name again. What's so funny? I was like, Inigo Montoya, who's that? Princess Bride. Oh, that's why he's talking about him, because Princess Bride. Yeah, Inigo, Hello. He killed my father and prepared to die. His favorite movie for those, yeah, yeah, that's his favorite movie. Yes, I think relaunching him was huge. 
you know, Mo, Mo seems really cool and smart and super savvy because Homeland is in his top two uh, TV shows of all time. His top two, his top two movies of all time: uh, Princess Bride and Love Actually. Yeah, that's right. God damn it, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yep, absolutely. Was uh, it, wasn't Claire Danes' career like relaunched in a big way through sure, the show too? Sure. Yeah, because yeah. before yeah. this was what was it? Romeo and Juliet, Hating the right. Philippines, and that's it. Yeah, and, and maybe a couple more, you know, spread around, you know, every now and then. But but because you always did remember her though for being uh, in the Romeo and Juliet film with, with with DiCaprio. So even if you don't see her often, I think she's still in memory. So, dude, Inigo, like, oh my God, it's Inigo. He's seventy five years old. You know, it, it's 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 that. <laughs> with Claire, even back then, if there was Instagram, you would have think maybe she had one million followers if there was Instagram back then. <laughs> <laughs> she's not she's not breaking the internet with a selfie yeah Here, here's a little fun fact though about damien lewis of course plays nicholas brody in real life if you might not know this his wife is helen mccrory who plays again we're talking about top tv shows of all time she plays Polly gray in me in now in one of my now top five new shows of all time peaky blinders if you don't watch Peaky Blinders, you're really missing Peaky out. Peaky Blinders. A massive part of your life. It is such an incredible show. My number five on my top five, and she plays Polly Gray. That's Damien Lewis's wife in real life. I'm going to Google her, Polly Gray. Speaking of his wife, since you brought it up, uh, Damien Lewis admitted on Graham Norton's talk show that him and his wife took a selfie in the White House bathroom where they were invited as Barack Obama's guests. Because no apparently shit. this was Barack Obama's favorite TV show at the time. Like the series so much, he ordered the DVD box set. Do you remember yeah. DVD box sets? Um, yeah. Obama does because he has a Homeland DVD box set and invited Damien Lewis to the White House. Sam His- ordered the torrent box set. <laughs> <laughs> Care of Nicaragua. You can legally watch this now on the, Netflix. The, it's the there torrent now. box USB. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Is, is this so? Since we're on the topic of Damien Lewis, um, and and Mo, this is something that we've talked about Brody when he was in Homeland, and then eventually when he came Bobby Axelrod, we're still talking yeah. about it now because we yeah. love billions. Is this a part of the podcast where we talk about Brody's mouth? I was just gonna say that. I mean, oh my gosh, that's mouth, so small. Yeah, he small never opens he his small. mouth. Yeah, it makes it smaller. And he's constantly eating. If you <laughs> oh, when he eats, freaking scene. And it's like watching a little animal eat, just like a, a squirrel, not even, that's big teeth. Like a little baby mouse. Just, it's just, oh, it drives me crazy. I've always He's... hated his mouth. <laughs> I hate I his mouth. Like, I... I don't know how his wife kisses him. It's, I don't know. He's... He's British originally. Um, right. Oh my right? gosh, is he really? Oh, he is. Oh, Everyone's oh, British in Homeland. Know that? Everyone, even even the black guy who plays the president is British. Yeah. What? Yeah, they're all British. Except, oh, obviously Claire Danes is not, and and Mandy wow. uh, is not. But yeah, so many of them are British. Uh, so he's British. So I'm not sure if he's doing that with his mouth to, you know, make his American accent. In Billions, and I don't want to cross over to a different show, but in Billions, it gets worse because he has to have a thick Brooklyn accent. Yeah. And it's just terrible. Like, I'm, crazy. Anytime, he, anytime he talks, and, you know, I didn't see this at first, obviously, but Mohan brought it up to us. And then when he did, it just completely ruined Damien Lewis for me. But anytime he talks, I'm looking at the TV and I want to write the producers of Homeland to say, please check on Brody. I think he's having a stroke. Yeah, <laughs> something going on with his mouth. He's having a stroke. Get Is him, he please. hiding the world's worst teeth? Because I don't <laughs> see any. <of> it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate. I hate the mouth. David Lewis, great actor. Hate the mouth. Uh, um, no, next test no. is the Daenerys Targaryen, Stormborn, Queen of the Andals, the first man. Titles, titles, titles. Test, uh, which basically says, did your first impression of a character change between the pilot and the finale? Mo, you're the only one who's completed the 96 <laughs> episode journey here for us. Um, it might be. God, I don't know what Max's last name is. He's the... Oh, the tech guy. The tech guy, the geeky guy. What was his name? I think Max Piotrowski. Piotrowski? Um, so we meet he, him in episode one as just the the brother of right, Harry's right. OG IT guy. Oh, right. that guy. Okay. Yeah, the glasses and stuff like that. 
he becomes and, and really just kind of graduates into being a really prominent character. One that you really? get, yeah, one that you really get connected to year after year, um, all the way down to the end. So he is a smaller scale of Daenerys uh, Targaryen because obviously Daenerys becomes lead lead, but uh, but I would say that would be my answer, Max Petrowski. Oh, that's a good answer. I was yeah. not expecting that. Um, the next, the next test. We're coming up towards the end here, so bear with me. Uh, the next test is the character draft test. If you could draft a character, a character, not an actor, a character from the show and assign them a role in your real life, outside of my answer, which is Saul Berenson, and I want him oh, to be my boss, yeah. Um, yeah. you can pick him, but you have to assign a different role in your life for him. But I want Saul Berenson as my boss. No one got away with more stuff, more screw-ups than Carrie Matheson did um, with Saul Berenson yeah. as her boss. Yeah. Or probably me when I was working with the two of you guys as my seniors. I, I'm the only other person who got away with much more crap. Okay, I'm not going to take your answer, even though that was the first thing that came into my mind when you said the question. Uh, Sam, do you got one? or I want Mike to be my boyfriend. Mike? Because, I mean, no, hear me out, hear me out. Mike? Because he's a good guy. I mean, he looks he like... He poured his... Best friends no, 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 but like, I mean, you know, because they thought he was dead. Okay, you know? Sam, like I wanted to ask you this. What's what's the ruling here? He's eight, he's eight years gone. Mm-hmm. Eight years gone, missing, captured, presumed he's dead. dead. He's technically, oh. yeah, on, uh, yeah. The, the, the armed forces have him as presumed dead. Right. Does that now make it okay for Mike to be like, uh, you know what? Let me go ask your wife out, best friend. Okay. It's been I'm eight pretty- years. I'm sure that wasn't his attitude when he did that. <laughs> I'm just making this stuff. Because <laughs> you know Mike so well. <laughs> but I just keep, you know, but going back to like the, you know, who do I want in the, you know, among the characters to be in my life. He, I just keep getting flashbacks of how he is with the kids. And he's like such a good father figure to them. So he seems he to be a house. good guy. And he would eat ice cream with him. Like he would go to his, you know, Taekwondo thing and like, you know, drive him to his games and stuff. Like, Taekwondo you know, like he seems to be a good father figure. You uh, know? When, when they approach the house the first time, um, Brody says, you changed the color of the house. And then Chris, the son said, um, Mike's brother did it. So Mike's been around helping paint the house and stuff like that. Okay. What's your point? No, so I, I'm 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 strengthening your point that he's helpful around the house and he's handy. Oh my gosh! Which is which, what a wow. champ! Wow, your 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 boyfriend qualifications must be handy. Dude, handy is awesome. Uh, Mo, I I gotta say Peter Quinn. I know we brought him up earlier. He's not in season one, but Peter Quinn want, has to be like my best friend in life. Uh, we're talking about a guy who is uh, just incredibly loyal and just so badass. You know, he's the guy na pare mi rambol. San! You know, he's going to go, right? <laughs> he won't ask bakit. He won't ask sino. Yeah, right. He'll just there. go san. And, and he'll break all the rules. You know, no biting, Peter Quinn will bite for you. You know, it's, it's just, just totally there. So I'm going to pick Peter Quinn. So badass. Gotta love him. And he's going to be, pun intended, my best friend in life. And I say pun because his name is Rupert Friend. Um, <laughs> There's a downside to that, though. Like, if he's, your, if Peter Quinn is your real-life best friend, you'll never get chicks. We're no, all going to go for Peter Quinn. Because yeah. yeah, no, he gets poisoned. Be but, well, like, remember, voila. he gets poisoned, and then he never really kind of comes back mentally. So... <laughs> Yeah, he survives that okay. that Han yeah. Solo. He survives the Han right. Solo gas chamber thing, and then after yeah. that, he's just a shell of himself. He's just different, oh, but still super loyal, right? Like he doesn't know eight times seven anymore after that. But but, but he's got he Carrie's back. Yeah, and he saved the president's life. Yeah. Uh, by the way, by the by the way, if, if if Peter Quinn is your best friend, then you absolutely cannot cannot be abducted by the enemy and held for eight years because once you come back, guess what? <laughs> Peter Quinn's stolen your family. Right, he's yeah, not gonna wait fun. eight years. Eight, yeah. If you're if you're gone eight days, he's like, all right, guess I'm stepping in. Yeah, it would be yeah. the, it would be the good friend thing to do. 
Um, yeah, and, and, you know, and I think, sorry, one last, if you go past the eight years and, and Carrie's always had a love interest every year. And, and when you go to the end of the series and again, she's with another guy, it really was Peter Quinn. I think that was the love of her life more than Brody, even though there are flashbacks and all of that stuff to Brody constantly, clearly because he's the main character in season one. If you take all the men in her life through those years, Peter Quinn was the love of her life, in my opinion. Those, and the that's, love of mine. <laughs> I was about to yeah. say. I was about to say that that that's that's a lot of that's a lot of praise. Are you sure he's not the yeah. love of your life? Well, um, well then, the, I'm sure. I'll make exception. <laughs> the the Twitter test. So this show obviously when it came out, Twitter was already around, already a thing, but you know, it's it did not necessarily, at least here in the Philippines, though, did not necessarily capture social media as much as a Game of Thrones has or what we're experiencing right now with Last Dance, just because of all different circumstances. But for all of those shows, there's usually always something that happens in an episode or in a season that just breaks Twitter. All the memes come out. Everyone's tweeting about that. Articles are being written. People are fighting and having moral arguments about specific moments. The Twitter test asks, during the pilot episode, is there a moment there where you were like, you know what, if this was something that was Game of Thrones popular, it might just break Twitter because people are arguing about it? Oh, that's a tough one. You want to hear mine? You want to hear mine just so I can get started? Um, The the first night that Brody's back, um, which is a difficult watch, it's a rough watch, even, you know, because obviously he's been away from his wife eight years and his wife is trying to, you know, make it a romantic night uh, with a champagne. And as she says, this isn't a nighty. This isn't a nightgown. It's negligee. I'd never heard that word before or since. (laughs) Um, But anyway, the next few moments after that get pretty difficult to watch. Mm. Yeah. Not for Carrie Matheson. Because she removes the headphones and then puts them back on <laughs> and then just watches it, just like super in-depth watching it, surround sound, awesome. noise canceling, right? <laughs> noise canceling headphones. And if if that happened now, that that would be 100 percent a meme and people would be arguing about her voyeuristic tendencies. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's a good answer. I'll take that. Um it would, yeah. I mean, if the nudity was pretty important to the show in, in that first episode. <laughs> I mean, important. Yeah, because not only like for the guys, are like, oh my gosh, that's real fuller, you know, going crazy about her, but it's also seeing all the scars and all of that stuff on Brody's back. That was kind of, kind of nuts. Um, we're talking about just that first episode, right? Yes. You can you can go past it. You can go past it if you don't have anything in the pilot since. Well, no, no. To me, it really is the hand thing. I mean, the the the, the coded single signal stuff that we talked about earlier. I think that was the one that really got, got me into making sure that I watched the next episode. So I think that would have maybe broken Twitter. People would probably try to assess what it was. Or they'll oh, right. They'll ask, they'll ask sign language experts. Oh, what you know? What any letters there? You know, there, there would have been a lot of that. I think. Right. Right. You're right. I would take Brody's um, face when he like surfaces from, was he like, I don't know, oh, and buried the, under something? Oh, yeah, from like, the dungeon? I, oh. and the, no. yeah. I feel like it's the perfect quarantine <laughs> meme, like me at quarantine day 60. That's true. Oh, that's <laughs> so true. Brody just goes up, says something, yeah. says something, and they're like, what? Yeah. And he's like, I'm an American. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a good one. Yeah, you win. You win. Okay. Um, okay, since, since we're talking about Brody, a couple more things. I know I talked about the mouth already, um, but apparently Damien Lewis landed the lead role without an audition. No audition. What? So So they, they saw him in this movie, Keen, from 2004, and then they called him on the phone and offered him the part of Nicholas Brody over the course of a phone call. Which makes sense because they didn't see his mouth moving because yeah, they'd no. seen it. I'm sure uh, he had a mouth in 2004. Yeah, but if 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 you see if, if you hear it on the phone, it's fine. Ryan Philippi was offered the role. He said no. Uh, Nicholas Brody, Ryan Philippi. Yeah, Ryan Philippi oh, no said way. no. no. Yeah. Way. I um, can't 
Alessandro. Yeah, you, know you know why they didn't give it to him? Because if they gave it to him, then Mike wouldn't have banged his wife. Like, hello, I'm not going to go from Ryan Phillippe to you. Alessandro Nivola was offered the role. He said, no, he's the little brother in Face Off. Um, and also Ky- Kyle Chandler was offered the role of Brody before they went to Damon Lewis's and hired him on a phone call. Huh? Kyle so Chandler's... He like- he's, he's Coach Eric Taylor from Friday oh, Night Lights. No, he's so bang it. No, no. He was, so he Too was old. like fifth choice or something? Yeah, and they hired him over the... But they loved him so much as a fourth choice. Yeah. They hired him on the phone call. Carrie was originally offered to Halle Berry. No way! No, She's too pass. pretty. Pass yeah. On that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, isn't no, it? And funny? I don't think she can do I... crazy people enough. Yeah. Uh, no. It's so funny. I cannot imagine any of these characters played by anyone else. I, I can't. Yeah, that's 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 a that's a triumph of that show. It's it's very difficult to replace any one of them with someone else. Yeah, wow. I'm trying to think of who would I was who would I have accepted outside of Carrie. Yeah, that's another question, right? Like, yeah, can you see anyone else playing <sighs> these roles? No, I'm I'm, I'm uh, I mean, I mean Saul is most irreplaceable for me. Yeah, Carrie's absolutely. Carrie's number 2. Yeah, it, it's Carrie's hard to so pull good. off it, it's hard to pull off all the levels of crazy that she was able to do. Em- Emily Blunt? Huh? Maybe? No? Uh, too pretty. Too pretty. Too pretty? Too pretty. Too pretty. Uh, McAdams? Rachel McAdams. Too pretty? Way too pretty. Way so. too pretty. Way too pretty. Beckinsale? Way too pretty. Dude, we're, what, we're, so, we're, what are you guys saying? We're, we're saying a lot of player Danes here. Nicole Kidman? Does she not create? She's too, like... Oh, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she 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 has to she has to just wanna wanna put on a t-shirt and go to Iraq, which is what Carrie Matheson seems to just want to do every day. And Nicole Kidman looks like the type who would shower all the time. Right, 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 oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And she'd be like, I could do it. Sarah Connor, Terminator One. What do you mean? Uh, the act- the actress? Oh, Linda Hamilton. Sarah Connor. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Uh, this is the second to the last test. Is the Mr. Bean test? Would this TV series? Could the pilot do well as a plot of a movie, not a show? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Yeah. Um, in fact, I thought they were going to come out with one. I, or maybe they will, because she's still very much in play at the end of this entire series. They, I could see this still being a movie. Speaking of the pilot, Ben Affleck was asked to direct the pilot. No and way. wanted to do so. He was in. He was like, let me do it. However, his agreement with his then wife, Jennifer Garner, at the time was, if one of us is working, the other one has to stay home um, with the kids. Um, at that time, Jennifer Garner was working. She Didn't was, he bang the yaya? And maybe this was it. Like, maybe there is a homeland connection. Come <laughs> <laughs> Is this the time? Is this, is this around the time? Two, 2011? Um, but but here's the reason. Here, here's the reason why. So their agreement was if one of us is working, you're going to have to stay home. Um, ben Affleck could not go and direct the pilot of Homeland because Jennifer Gardner was already off shooting Arthur. She was playing the romantic lead in the movie Arthur starring Russell Brand. I Nobody think knows made, this movie. Oh I God. think they made a mistake there yeah, as a couple. Right. I think they should have switched that one up. Um, the, the final test. The final test is, and this is a championship belt. After watching the pilot again, which Sam, you did yesterday, and Mo, mm-hmm. you, you watched parts of today. I watched yeah. it yesterday. After watching the pilot again to prep for this podcast, did you feel any desire to re-binge the whole series? I, I was going to watch one. I ended up watching seven. So yeah. What? Yes. Wow! No <laughs> what? Way. You're into it again? No way! I'm not gonna seven? into it again. If no, it's like Sam, Sam, finish it. Cut two, it. season three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finish it. What? No, yeah. like two, two, three episodes is getting your toes wet. Seven episodes I did in s- in one like twenty four hour period. That's that's neck deep once again. I you love Brody I, again. I, I, I maybe straddled like, you know, two days, you know, overnight, kind of late into the night, whatever. The point is, I was going to watch one. I ended up watching seven. I could easily, again, binge watch this thing. Dude, please. It's so good. Sam, it's so freaking good. And we got time 
do it. Finish the entire thing. We do have time. You yeah, know? please yeah. finish it. It's so good. And the Peaky Blinders next. <laughs> bye bye life. Okay. Yeah. Can I watch it again? I don't watch anything again. That that's just a big part of who I am. I don't watch movies. Rarely ever watch movies a second or third time. I just don't get to have that feeling again. And I, it frustrates me to, And that's why I more envy people who haven't seen it. Like maybe you guys who have not finished it or people listening to the show right now who know seasons one and two, but don't know three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I wish I could be you and, and experience it for the first time. It's kind of that person that you see go, Oh, I've never seen game of Thrones. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> and then you go, Oh, wait a minute. I'm so envious of you. Yeah. Because, because a week later they say, Hey, I'm starting Game of Thrones now. And you're right. like, Ah, tell me all about it. It's so funny because I saw a tweet last week, some girl, and it went viral. Went, I can't believe they killed Jon Snow, which was funny <laughs> because it's in quarantine. It's in times like this where you can finally catch up on shows that you maybe everyone else watched. And then so late to the party, but hilariously late to the party, mm. she tweets out, I can't believe they killed Jon Snow. And this was last week. So, yeah, no, totally do it. I think it, I think this is great. And, um, yeah, I mean, we spoiled a little bit uh, in this little podcast of yours, Nico. But I don't think enough to, 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 to stay, say no to finishing this thing. Before we wrap up, here's just a couple of more notes that I didn't know where to throw in while we were discussing it. But a couple of notes that I found interesting during uh, the revisiting of the pilot episode. At the very start of it, she's in traffic in Iraq Mm. and then she needs to get to the prison. She's in a one lane street and there's cars in front of her, cars behind her. She's talking on the phone and and she goes, hang on a second, gets out of the car and just walks away. They do this a lot oh. in movies and TV shows, and I hate it anytime they do that because I've never, like, that's probably the what top most, just absolute most disrespectful thing you could ever do in a traffic jam <laughs> is to just worst, leave your car there. Flow. <laughs> right. Yeah, just, just left it there, just left it there, and said, "Ah, just I'm just gonna go walk the rest of the way to the prison." Um, the scene after uh, the whole part in Iraq where they're trying to establish that she's back in Washington, there's this voiceover of like a fake, um, and you know, they do this in movies, uh, of a fake broadcast of a radio show. And, yeah. and it starts out as this, and you only hear the voice. It starts out as, welcome to Jim Dawkins in the morning. My name's Dave filling in for Jim Dawkins today. And I'm like, <laughs> Wait, what? That's so real though. I was like, it, it, I was like, it's a fake radio thing. Why do you have to have a substitute yeah, DJ right, right, for a fake radio thing? Yeah, it's like it's like it's like our version. Like, hey, you're listening. Like, you're watching a movie in the Philippines. Maybe it's like Jason Bourne. You know, it was shot in the Philippines. Uh, with with uh, what's his uh, what's his face? Hawkeye, but yeah, you're listening to this a good times. It's a music show today. It's a <laughs> like, you know, if you're gonna highlight a show, might as well make it their best game. Send in your requests. Yeah, oh, hits. Yeah. My last bit, and this one personally resonates with me, is Sam. You brought up the scene where they they discover Brody. He's in the yeah. basement. They're going to bring him home. Um, they cut to him. He's looking at a mirror. His hair is still long. Still looks like Mufasa at this point. Hair still long. Beard still lo- uh, long. And you see in the shot, there's a pair of scissors and a pair of clippers for him. And you're like, oh, you know this is going to be the transformation scene. He's going to go clean himself up, looks at himself in the mirror. It cuts away to the family, to the family. Yeah. And then it comes back. He's getting it professionally done. (laughs) (laughs) One scene apart, just one scene apart. There's a professional barber doing it. But uh, he started off. Yeah. Like he was going to have this moment with himself and kind of cut off the memories of his head. Next thing you know, Ricky Reyes is like right next to him. Uh, as as someone though who Serrano's right next to him working on it. As someone though who in this quarantine tried to fix the hair situation without a professional presence, I understand oh, why good. Brody why Brody at some point went. You know what? You know what? I haven't had free use of my hands for eight years here. Uh, let me just get a professional to do this. <laughs> Can I just say though? I know this is unrelated, but you look like Jet Li in. God, I'm trying to think of a Jet Li movie. Oh, you don't have Romeo to say anything else. You, oh, oh, the best? Oh, no, the yeah. best Jet Li movie? He what? had hair in that movie, right? Oh, did he? he, you, he look like, you look like a Jet Li. Oh, no, that's that's been the greatest compliment you've ever given me. You look like Jet Li. And then you said Romeo Must Die, which is a top, top 
like 15 stupid action movie for me. Um, thank you very much. I will take that yeah. to my You're grave. Welcome. All right. Anything else that you guys want to bring up uh, about the pilot episode of Homeland Season 1? We've got the glowing recommendation from Mo already. I guess I guess if guys go watch it, and and this is going to be a slight spoiler alert, but because it's related to the pilot and season one of Homeland, the the, the end of the show, it is Carrie becomes, um, Nicholas Brody, and it oh. almost almost word for word. We we start off with this pilot episode with season one with a video of Brody saying things like. You know uh, what I'm gonna do. Uh, you're going. Un- you're not gonna understand. I did it for my country and all of that stuff. That's exactly the last thing I think we see Carrie do at the end of season eight, where she says, "You guys are not gonna understand why I did this and I did this for my country." So to, just to kind of, in in perfect fashion, make it come full circle. It, it, it's it's incredible and it's brilliant and I love it. Um, it's a such a high quality show and it is season to season. Uh, I, I know there are going to be people who are going to criticize one season being better than the other, but I really can't. I can't even say I have a favorite, and I can't see. I can't say I have a worse. I take the entire thing as is, and as is, it was brilliant. The worst one was when C. Brody was imprisoned in that empty building squatters area, um, and we didn't know it was happening. But other than that, I've enjoyed the show so far until I quit on it. Season seven. Sam, any last thoughts before we get out of here? Just watch it. I mean, gosh, you know, sometimes I'll go on Netflix and I'll try to pick a show and it is overwhelming the options. Okay. So we narrowed it down for you. Go watch Homeland. Done. Yeah. Which, which, which Sam now wants to end the podcast so she can go and watch seven more episodes in a row. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Guys, thanks a lot for coming on to the pod. Uh, I know it's, uh, I know it's time out of your very busy schedules, but I, I really appreciate oh, it. We should, we should do this a lot more. Yeah, this was yeah, fun. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Hey, Thanks by the way, lot. may I may I say this? This being your pilot, uh, not this pilot episode, but this your first podcast and stuff like that. I do, I do hear such great reviews about this show of yours, Nico. I've not heard an episode. Aww. I must admit, but I will jump on it because it was just the other day that somebody messaged me and said, "Hey, by the way, Nico's podcast is amazing." And the the, wow. the, the, the word used was amazing. So I was like, "Oh, amazing! Oh, let me let me give it a give, let me give it a go." So. Uh, just want to let you congratulate you on this amazing podcast, Jetly. Thank you. Thank you. We're very uh, proud. Yes. Mom and dad are very proud. And Mo is now going to listen to my podcast, the one that he's on. The episode that he's on. Is oh, the this one is especially listen to. I will never listen to. I will never <laughs> listen to this one because I get really happy with it. But I want to listen to the other stuff, um, especially the basketball things. I think basketball, people miss it right now. And this was perfect timing for you to throw one out there because I think you're trying to get your fix. There's nothing to watch. You might as well start listening to really good people who who know the game and, and you're one of them. So, yeah, no, good for you. And as, as soon as, and I promise you this, as, as soon as I get a front office person from the NBA on board, you will be my first call because that's the kind of stuff you geek out about. And Sam, mm-hmm. as soon as Jeremy Lin opens my DM and what agrees to Korean. Come on my, no, but no, but remember she fell in love with Jeremy Lin? I did. I had like a very short affair He's with Chinese. him in my head. Uh, yeah, but okay. yeah. yeah, no, it's not because they're countrymen or anything like that, because they're not. But she absolutely fell in. She saw the mohawk. She saw the three foot mohawk Jeremy Lin had on and fell in love. As soon as he opens my DM and agrees to come to the podcast, Sam, you're going to be on that episode. That's my guy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Catch you guys again soon. Bye. Uh, we'll see you. Bye. Thanks. I want a million lives. I want a billion profits when all that I got is a villainous mind. I keep a real in the pocket while you hear the